Blog Talk Radio. from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the show, it's area code 914-205-5772. That is area code 914-205-5772. If you're listening on the Blog Talk Radio page, you can also go to the chat room and leave comments and questions there. And if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments on the show page at liberaldan.com, or you can respond with me and interact with me on Twitter at liberaldanradio on Twitter. So today I have an exciting show for everyone, um, going a little bit, you know, less political than normal, but that's always a good thing sometimes. Um, and I, to start my show, I did want to talk about a charity. Uh, I was driving for a lift one night, and I happened to um, get a passenger, and it was towards the slower end of the night, and me and this passenger had an amazing conversation about the charity work that she does. And I knew that once I relaunched my podcast, that I would definitely need to get her back on, get her on the show uh, to discuss it because it's an amazing thing that she's doing. And I really think it's great. And I really think more people should know about it. So uh, without further ado, here is Deidre Stevens from Music for More and Music for Vets. So welcome, Deidre. Thank you for coming on my show. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, I, I often gush about you to my friends when I said uh, that I was going to have a friend of mine be on the show with the charity. One of my friends was like, oh, the one with the musical instruments. I was like, yeah, pretty much. So <laughs> I, I, I do talk about the charity and how, um, how it was one of my best lift rides ever. Um, so... Let's go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to the audience and uh, wh- where uh, where you got the idea, where where what you were doing before Music for More, what brought you to Music for More to create it, and we can go from there. Well, uh, my name is Deidre Stevens, and I'm the founder. And um, we, well, I came up with the idea a little over ten years ago. I was basically working in corporate America and despite the fact that I was doing like PR and community relations initiatives, I just felt like I wasn't making a great impact and I was spending a lot of my free time doing volunteering for a lot of different charities. And I ended up throwing a fundraiser. Let me me just interrupt you for a second. I mean, (laughs) you did work for the Orioles and while I'm, you know, a very big fan of the Baltimore, Baltimore Orioles, that should be considered charity work. (laughs) <laughs> especially this year. Very okay, true. continue. This was continue. post. This was post Orioles. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I just I felt like I wanted to do something uh, like bigger and something find something I was passionate about, and I ended up throwing a fundraiser called Rock Because um, to raise money. I was going to do this like hike for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And I never actually got to do the hike because I sprained my ankle, but um, <laughs> I threw this fundraiser and I had an amazing time and I booked all these, my favorite bands to come to town and play this fundraiser. And we had so much fun that I kind of started brainstorming, like, what can I do to keep doing this? And so it was like a combination of that event happening and then just kind of hearing some stories on the news about the crime rates were going up in Baltimore. Um, and then at the same time, my mom had sent me this like article about how they were doing um, music lessons. It was, it was a story about like a prison in Japan where they were providing music lessons for prisoners and how like the violence rates were going down in the prisons that they were offering like music lessons to. And I, I don't know why 
why she sent it to me. But it was <laughs> it was lucky that she did that. I kind of like got this idea. Well, if you know the violence rates are going up in our city, it's because a lot of the kids don't have like ex- programs to go to, or you know, I was like when I was in high school, like every afternoon and weekend we had band practice and football games and like our schedule was just really full. And so I don't remember like having a lot of downtime to get in a lot of trouble. (laughs) So I was like, maybe if we can help like improve the music programs in the cities, like this could potentially make a difference. And so we met with the schools and they said, yes, like our biggest expense is repairing instruments and purchasing instruments you know, aside obviously from the staffing. So I said, well, I can do that. I can go out and find instruments for you. And so that's how it started. I did all the paperwork for 501c3 and it was, you know, it was when the economy was kind of um, horrible (laughs) back in like 2008. Um, And before we really even got started, like we had done the paperwork, but we hadn't started fundraising and having events yet. Then um, I found out I lost was getting laid off from my corporate job and it was kind of good news to me because I was like, okay, I'll focus on the charity for a little bit. Um, And so I got a little bit of downtime without having another job to kind of figure things out and come up with a plan. And it was really hard and we didn't raise a lot of money the first, well, we still don't raise a lot of money, but (laughs) it's still really hard. Um, But we've donated in the past 10 years, we've donated over 750 instruments, Um, across the country to schools. And then in 2012, we expanded into working with um, veterans programs as well. So we donate a lot of instruments to VA hospitals and military bases that have music programs so that they can use them for the veterans that are either in therapy or if they're being discharged from the hospital and they need to take an instrument home with them, then we'll sometimes provide that instrument if it's um, being recommended by a doctor or a therapist that they need, need the instrument for therapy. Awesome. Now, according to these, uh, the little, little presser that you sent, sent me about music for more and music for vets, uh, you've donated over 700 instruments, uh, both new and used, uh, to school music programs and for music therapy programs for veterans. Uh, 45 schools or classrooms has received instrument donations and classroom performance from Performances by Music for More artists, uh, 17 veterans programs uh, uh, have received over 200 instruments, uh, some music classes for veterans that use music therapy as part of their healing process, uh, 15 states, Maryland, Virginia, Louisiana, and a bunch of others have um, received donations from your program. So it's not just in Maryland that's getting help. You're helping people across the country. Um, and, you know, it's, it's definitely a... Um, you know, a great thing that I think you're doing and that, that I think that everybody who's helping you as well, because uh, you also have a board that does help you as well to, to get all this stuff done. And um, it, it's, you know, just really interesting work. And it's something that I definitely think needs to happen more often. So um, what events do you have coming up um, where people could help out with these events? Well, we have two pretty awesome events that I'm excited about. Well, three events coming up. So two of them are kind of related. In November, I'm going to start with the last one and work backwards. So in November, we're doing a tour. (laughs) And we did this when we launched the program in 2012. And um, we really haven't had time to to do it again. So um, I wanted to do this this year. So we're going to be on the road and we're going to take a couple musicians from Boston, Massachusetts to Austin, Texas in the month of November. And we're going to be doing performances at VA hospitals and military bases and potentially some vet centers and vet shelters. Um, And then we're going to be donating hopefully over 250 instruments that I, I have wish lists from two that contain 200 instruments. 50 instruments on them right now from places we'll be visiting. So from Walter Reed and Fort Belvoir, Fort Hood, um, Shepherd Hospital in Atlanta. So we're going to be visiting all these places and doing the donations and then performing for veterans 
Um, we might be doing some house shows and fundraisers along the way as well. So to prepare for that in September, we're going to be doing a crowdfunding. So since your listeners might be from out of state or from all over, that may be a great time for them to mark their calendars, get on our email list um, so they're reminded about it, follow us on social media so that they see us promoting it because we're going to be trying to fundraise about ten to $15,000 the month of September to raise the funds to purchase all those new instruments for that tour in November. Um, okay. At that point, I'll have a final list of instruments we need and, you know, what exactly their money is going to, and we'll be offering incentives based on their donation size from some of our sponsors. Um, and then during that time, too, we're also doing this awesome pub crawl here in Annapolis. So if they're local here in Maryland, um, we have a pub crawl that is benefiting the, um, that fundraising initiative as well on September 29th. Cool. So that's, now, that's all we, do have a swank, we do have a swanky new uh, VA hospital in New Orleans that they just built. Are you gonna, any plans to swing on through New Orleans? It's on our list. I'm logistically trying to figure out if we can, because we're driving past. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I get, now my, my, what I'm thinking is that when I do that, when, when you do that, it's likely going to be the week where I'm in Baltimore visiting my relatives. So <laughs> that would be just ironic. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm coming to New Orleans. Up, yeah, we should be finishing up before Thanksgiving. Okay, so, that's good. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe, uh, maybe we'll, we'll be able to come uh, – support that event too. And maybe I'll be able to, you know, push it to the locals. And I know plenty of locals who are both into music and into doing music. And I'm sure a lot of people would love to help that out too. So uh, maybe we can do kind of a joint thing too. And that would be great as well. Um, and what other things are going on? I see the uh, schooner woodwind concert brunch on your form for that's a more local yeah. thing. Okay. We par- yeah. We partner with the local, um, there's a sailboat company that um, it's called the Schooner Woodwind, and the owner of it used to be a music teacher, and he actually was the victim of one of the budget cuts of music programs, and so he decided to retire and start the sailboat company here in Annapolis. And so we work with them on some of their concert cruises. They'll do these, like, brunches, and they'll bring in musicians, and so we collect instruments at those events, um, and you know, get to hang with the musicians and go on some of the on some of the sailing rides. So it's a it's a wonderful partnership. Nice. They help us get the um, word out locally. Yeah. Um, and then you also have a summer fundraising campaign goal: uh, fifty businesses donating a thousand dollars to purchase new instruments. Yeah. We are. Um, I'm trying to get fifty businesses to donate a thousand dollars. And we, you know, we primarily, a lot of our donations are used donations, um, which is great because it allows us to, like, repurpose stuff. But I know sometimes when kids are getting instruments, it's hard to take pride on something that it comes in a beat-up case or, you know, it's really expensive to, like, replate some of the brass instruments and stuff like that. So we usually don't invest in that kind of stuff. So sometimes they're getting, like, quality instruments, but they're not shiny and new. And so we'd love to be able to supplement, um, you know, our recycled donations with the new instruments this year. So we've been doing a big push with a lot of the chambers of commerce to try to um, get the word out um, to the businesses locally here in Maryland to to try to get 50 businesses to donate $50,000. Nice. So, Yeah. So hopefully by like October and October price time range, um, we'll start making some of those donations at some of the schools. Okay. So, so and if let people, me go. People are well, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say <laughs> if people are wondering how to work with us if they're not local to Maryland, because a lot of this stuff happens because I live in Annapolis, so this is you know it's easy to make connections where I'm at. But we work with a lot of festivals and events so if you're doing an event um and you want us to donate locally um you want to take your proceeds and donate them to the charity we will work with you to purchase or you know if you want to collect instruments you can you can use us as basically your fiscal agent 
so that the, the donations and stuff are tax deductible, but we don't physically need to like be on site to collect them and everything. Like we'll work with you to help you make those donations to your local schools. So we've done festivals and stuff all over the country and worked with festivals. And, you know, sometimes we show up and we're, we'll have a volunteer in town to help manage it. And we'll take musicians from your festival or your event to go do performances at local schools um, and then make the donation while we're in town for the festival. Or sometimes we do that after the festival when you've got all the money in. So we can work with you if you have ways that you want to do something locally, but you kind of need a charity to partner with you on. Very cool. Let me go ahead and take the first commercial break. When we come back, maybe we'll talk about some of the fun things we've done in the past as well, just to kind of, you know, put kind of a real world feel on it. So uh, we're going to take the first, first commercial break. If you want to join in the conversation, it's area code 914-205-5772. That's 914-205-5772. This is Liberal Day and Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out Budgeteers.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do, but Budgeteers is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out Budgeteers.com or go to YouTube.com slash Budgeteers and help make your trip the best it can be. Budgeteers.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. Are you someone who is looking to get into the ride-sharing business, be it for a side hustle or a full-time gig? Are you currently a ride-share driver wondering how to increase your earnings? Are you simply a new rider looking for first-time rider credits? Head on over to RideshareDan.com for those first-time rider credits, sign-up bonuses for new drivers, and my tips and tricks to help you make more money in the gig economy. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman from New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, to call in, it's 914-205-5772. That's 914-205-5772. And we're talking with Jada Stevens from Music for More and Music for Vets about the charity work that she's done. And I just want to talk a little bit about, you know, maybe she could talk about a couple of things that, you know, she's done that she decides making the organization and, and, and the general success that it's had, you know, just individual things that, you know, she's been able to do that, you know, has made it, you know, just very worthwhile and, you know, made her feel the best and like, like, Hey, we've accomplished something really great here. Um, so if you want to go ahead and um, just talk about a little bit about a couple of those things, you know, I'm sure I'd like to hear it and, and the listeners would like to hear it too. Um, well, I guess a couple of my favorite stories always involve when I get the chance to kind of mesh the musicians that we work with with the actual people that are benefiting from our programs. And the way our programs are set up, we deal directly with music teachers and music therapists. So, and obviously with like the, the kids thing, um, you know, we don't go in every time we do donations, like I don't go in and take pictures of the kids and all that stuff. Cause it gets complicated with release forms and all that stuff. So we don't get a lot of the like feel good moments. Like most of our donation <laughs> deliveries happen with me, like doing a drive by the school, like dropping off instruments in the front office and just leaving a note saying these are for this teacher <laughs> so that she can get them in her music program the next day or whatever. And same with the, with the VA hospitals, because we donate to those all over the country. A lot of times I'm just shipping them instruments or, you know, road tripping up to deliver stuff. And I don't always get the warm fuzzies. 
of getting to actually see like how it's having an impact. But um, in 2011, before we launched the VETS program, we did our first tour with a band called the Alternate Roots. They're based out of Connecticut, and we um, toured schools and um, then did, like, evening concerts to fundraise for us. And it was so much fun, but we did this one um, this one performance, like, in a school, and the band, like, op- the high school band or middle school band, like, opened the concert performance for us. And so the first few rows were all these kids sitting there watching this concert with their instruments. Well, the lead singer, Tim, decided to, like, figure out how to incorporate them into one of their songs. Like, he told them what notes to play and was great at communicating with them. And we have, like, some video of it somewhere that I can (laughs) share with you. Um, but it was yeah, you definitely really got to put those up on YouTube, make a YouTube channel. Yeah, we, well, we have one. It's just we're okay. we're getting back in. We're doing a lot of stuff with video this fall with the tour and stuff. So we're getting cool. back into it. But yeah, there's there's video of it. But when you know Tim's talking to the students and gets them like playing, so like during this concert, there's this, this interaction with the musicians, like communicating with the students. It was just really impactful that you got to see this like room full of kids that you know. Um, you know, those 20 instruments that are sitting on the stage that we were donating was, you know, supporting this amazing program. And um, with the veterans thing, too, like we've had uh, on a few situations, I've actually been able to talk to the veteran directly when we've donated um, because the, the therapist put in the request and it was someone that was being discharged. So there wasn't like a HIPAA thing preventing me from getting their information um, so I was, was able to actually hear their stories and talk to them about how the music is, you know, healing for them. And, uh, we helped, we helped one veteran get a cello, um, because he had someone that could give him lessons. And it was like right around the 4th of July. And we were having this whole conversation about like, he wanted to get the cello before the 4th of July, because that night was so stressful for him because the sound of all the fireworks. Um, really triggered a lot of his PTSD. And so his plan was just to sit at home and play the cello so that he could kind of chill and be in his zone where he, you know, could stay healthy. So I thought that was really exciting that we got to be a part of that whole process. Um, so yeah, those are just a couple, yeah, those are just a couple stories. Um, we're really trying to focus on telling more of these stories and that'll be a big part of the tour is that we're going to be talking to a lot of veterans and doing some of the video work with sharing um, different types of stories of how music has impacted veterans, whether it's been through playing in a band um, or, you know, actually getting music therapy um, or doing one VA hospital we're visiting does a telehealth thing so that they can do the music therapy like through video and um, help reach veterans that are in more rural areas that don't have VA hospitals like close to them. So I'm really excited about being able to kind of meet a lot of those people and get to tell those stories this fall. That sounds like it's really exciting. I really hope that you a make it to New Orleans and B that you can, uh, that I'll be able to attend and, you know, watch it happening live and maybe, you know, report from it as well and have you on the show again. So, um, you know, just, uh, I guess there, there is lots of ways, uh, that, that people can get in contact with you and, and to help out, um, music for more, um, all over the internet. So if you'd like to just, uh, I guess we could wrap up, um, well, I think it'll still six minutes, but we could wrap up, uh, that <laughs> and we'll, uh, and with the, the, the segment with you talking about that and how people can get in touch, follow and help music for more and music for vets in order for them to, in order to make you be more successful and, and help kids and veterans out uh, by bringing them more music. Wonderful. Well, our website is musicformore.org, and that talks about both the Music for Vets and Music for More program. Um, it's a little glitchy right now, and we're in the process of rebuilding our website, so bear with us if you're okay. trying to round it. So I'm just giving you guys a heads up. Um, but we are also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. <laughs> Pinterest, wow. YouTube. I haven't even gone that right yet. So 
Yes, we're on Pinterest with a lot of our architars. That's one thing I didn't mention. We take the broken no, talk stuff. Talk about the that, Yeah, we take the broken stuff that we can't repair and we give it to artists and they make really cool stuff out of it. So um, we'll have a few of those pieces up for sale during the um, during the big uh, crowdfunding campaign in September too. Um, but yeah, so like, so like if, I, if I want to buy an RT, if I want to buy an RT guitar that was made from a a, a rescued guitar, I guess, rescue damaged guitar, then that would be something I could put a bid up on on Kickstarter or make a pledge on Kickstarter, and I could get me that special guitar, and then the proceeds would help fund music for more exactly. programs and everything. Exactly. We have people that paint violins, guitars, bent cymbals, drum heads, drum cases, like everything. So um, if you have any artists out there that want to volunteer to do that, if it's not too expensive to ship, I can send them something to work on too. Sure. That sounds good. And, um, and what other, um, but yeah, we, that's a, oh, go ahead. I just wanted to point out too, like we have separate pages for music for more and music for vets on Pinterest or not on Pinterest, but on Twitter, Facebook, um, so that we can communicate to the different communities. So you can find both of those programs. Um, under at music for more and at music for vets on all those platforms. That sounds good. And also I tagged music for more and music for vets uh, on my at liberal Dan radio on Twitter. Uh, and I also tagged both of them, I believe on the liberal Dan Facebook post that I made about the show. Um, so you can click there as well. If you go to liberal Dan um, on Facebook, liberal Dan at liberal Dan radio on Twitter, um, you can find the links to those pages and be able to, uh, you know, learn more, follow those social media accounts, follow the other social media accounts through them and figure out, find out all the different ways that you can help bring students and veterans um, more uh, music and to um, help this awesome project that when I heard about, I was like, that's really impressive. I want to, I want to do something. I want to do that when I grow up. So, and just the, uh, <laughs> Music for more. So it's music, the number four more.org is the website and all of the um, at Twitter and Facebook and everything has the music number four more in them as well. Um, so again, you could follow them, make sure to follow me. And I'm sure that as these things uh, come up, as they launch, uh, for example, you know, when you start, we're about to start the Kickstarter, I would be more than happy to have you back on the show and we can discuss the Kickstarter, go over the uh, fundraising goals, go over what you could possibly get if you contribute and what you can possibly, again, be helping out with the Kickstarter as well. So I am definitely going to have you back on the show to discuss those things. Um, and anything else you want to leave as a final? No, just they can donate on our website. If they just want to give us money, we will take it. It helps us repair and buy instruments. So anything they can donate help more money is more gooder and does more help and more good so again yes. thank you so much for being on the show i really appreciate it um again that's musicformore.org at music for more on facebook and at music for more and music for vets uh, on twitter as well um, so i'm going to go ahead and take the next commercial break if you want to call into the show i'll be having the uh, gerrymander the game uh podcast uh, or the gentleman of the game coming on about their Kickstarter, their Kickstarter and how you can support them and what they're doing. Um, so you can tune in on for that as well. Um, if you want to call, it's 914-205-5772. That's 914-205-5772. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. 
but Budgeteers is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out Budgeteers.com or go to YouTube.com slash Budgeteers and help make your trip the best it can be. Budgeteers.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. Are you someone who is looking to get into the ride-sharing business, be it for a side hustle or a full-time gig? Are you currently a rideshare driver wondering how to increase your earnings? Are you simply a new rider looking for first-time rider credits? Head on over to RideshareDan.com for those first-time rider credits, sign-up bonuses for new drivers, and my tips and tricks to help you make more money in the gig economy. Mapmaker, mapmaker, make me a map. Make it unfair, make sure it lasts. Mapmaker, mapmaker, draw up those lines to make me a winning map. Mapmaker, mapmaker, I'll bring the votes. You make them count, then we can gloat. Make me a map so our party can be the strongest in history. For Democrats, make the map blue. Republicans, make the map red. Libertarians, make it a race, not another last place. Map maker, map maker, make me a map. Make it unfair, make sure it lasts. Map maker, map maker, draw up those lines to make me a winning map. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 914-205-5772. That's area code 914-205-5772. I just had a great conversation with Deidre Stevens about her music for more charity. Again, you can uh, go on my Twitter account and see the links to find that or at facebook.com slash liberaldan, and I link to her pages from there as well. I've also linked to the Twitter and Facebook accounts of our next guest, or at least the project uh, that's being worked on by one of uh, by next, my next guest and siblings. Um, the game is called Map Maker, and it's a game about gerrymandering and how gerrymandering isn't a game except for when it is. Um, and I'd like to introduce Josh LaFair to the show. So thank you very much, Josh, for joining us. Um, I when I saw this game. I was very excited. I mean, a lot of people have said who have play tested the game uh, said that it's, you know, there's some similarities to Catan. And I saw that immediately. And I love Settlers of Catan. I also love talking about gerrymandering and I do it a lot on the show. Um, so the fact that, you know, you guys are doing a game about it is just, was just amazing to me. So first, just want you to introduce yourself and just kind of tell us what inspired you. What was your muse uh, for creating the map maker board game. Uh, yeah, of course. So thank you so much for having me. Um, it's great to be on the show. Uh, so my name is Josh LaFair and the kind of, I'm from Austin, Texas and I'm 17 years old. And at least for my, my siblings and I, we grew up in a gerrymandered district in Austin, Texas. And the three of us, we grew up playing board games. That's how we really connected and how we do still connect. And we created this game, map maker, the gerrymandering game. Do you want to start conversations around the country about an issue that we believe is not talked about enough? So while, uh, while our game is really fun, gerrymandering is a serious issue. Yes, it is definitely a serious issue. The, the first time I really, I mean, I saw some crazy districts. And I'm like, what are they thinking? Uh, the first time I actually ever encountered gerrymandering was when I ran for Congress back in 2004. And during that run, there was an intersection of the road. And let's take the, like the top left intersection uh, that's that that was in district. If you, if, you, if you go clockwise, one, two, three, four around the intersection. So four is to the below one, two is to the right of one. One and three were in district one, two and four were in district two. District one was connected by the intersection, and district two crossed or went, went around the Mississippi River and connected that way. And that was my first real experience dealing with gerrymandering and how really bad it can be and then like from 2004 it was an issue but since then it's become an even bigger issue because as people find new ways to draw um and not in the artistic way 
Um, we're finding a lot more districts that are a lot more convoluted. Um, now, both parties do it. So it's not, I, I always make it a point to say both parties do it and both parties are wrong when they do it. Um, but let's for Austin, for example, am I, am I correct in stating that that city tends to be more liberal than its surrounding parts, but that the way that they've drawn the maps, you don't have a single liberal congressperson from Austin. Is that correct? I uh, know we do have one. So Austin one, is a really okay. cracked city. Um, it's kind of like a pizza, if you think about it okay. that way. Sure. Um, you got the central city of Austin, and it's cracked into five districts, one of which is um, a Democratic district. Right. Um, um, now, when you say cracked, yeah. is, that, is that a specific, like, for people who might not know, what, is, what do you mean when you say cracked? So, in gerrymandering, a lot of the, a lot of the ways people think of it is through cracking and packing. So the goal of one party either pack all of the opposing parties' voters into one district, into one district, so they don't have enough votes to win other districts, or crack the opposing parties' voters across multiple districts, so they don't have enough votes to win any of those districts. Right, and so like one of the one of the ones that I pick on uh, most frequently since uh, 2010, which is where a lot of this a lot of new gerrymandering happening happened, was in Pennsylvania. Um, and in Pennsylvania, you had the situation where, you know, Obama won the, the state in 2012. You had the Democratic uh, senator, Senate candidate who also, I don't remember the name, but he also won the state in that election. But only five of 13 of the districts for the Congress in that same election went to Democrats. 13 of 18 went to Republicans. And the reason why is you had these packed districts, you know, several packed districts, and then the rest of them were cracked. So basically, you can walk down the street in Philadelphia and cross three congressional districts in two blocks. So it's, it's, it's rather crazy how it's done. You know, in, in Louisiana, for example, we have, um, you know, maybe, maybe should be two progressive districts or two liberal districts, but there's only one, despite the fact that liberal statewide candidates tend to get somewhere between 35 and 45% of the vote. I have California, where if you look at the percentage of liberal districts are compared to the uh, number of uh, the amount of liberal votes that happen in the state. You'll see that that's overweighted and Democrats have more say coming from California. And so it's, it's a real big problem. And so part of it is like, um, I, I just, I just, it, it needs to stop. And, and while there needs to be solutions created to stop it, or just eliminate the need for it altogether. Um, there's one of the most important things is, is educating people, which is hopefully what this game will do. So in your Kickstarter, you have some very interesting ways to try and not only educate gamers about this, but to educate policymakers and other people who will make decisions that will determine whether or not gerrymandering happens or not. So could you uh, go into that a little bit to show, um, see what you're doing and, and how you're trying to influence people beyond just having a fun game. Uh, yeah, of course. So, uh, so our Kickstarter, we have two main goals. Is one is to uh, create an approachable, fun way for people to learn about gerrymandering and to start conversations about that. And then our other main goal with it is to get this to as many politicians as possible. So what we plan on doing is um, we plan on sending this game to Supreme Court justices because they can rule on maps, governors because they veto maps, and state legislators because they draw the maps, and in every single game, we're going to put a little gerrymandering is not a game proclamation inside every box to hopefully teach them that gerrymandering is not a game, that voters should be choosing their politicians, politicians should not be choosing their voters. That's awesome. And, and as, a, as a Kickstarter contributor, you can choose to buy one game for yourself. You can choose to buy one game for yourself and a congressperson you could, or, or, a, or a local legislator. You could choose to buy, I think, you know, games for all of the Supreme Court justices. Um, if, you, if those don't sell, are you going to just are, are you going to be creating more that are just going to go to those people as well? Or um, so we have we have options where they, people can buy just games for themselves. Right. Um, and then we do also have right as of right now, I'm pretty sure we're sending. Uh, let me check the exact number. We're sending 90 games to the Supreme Court. 
nice. with that proclamation inside. Like at some point, if you're going to get enough boxes where you're like, it's hard to ignore 90 boxes showing up at your doorstep. Yes. And yeah. That's crazy. So you have the, you have a, there was a, only four left of the super pack. Uh, send five copies of uh, gerrymandering. reading. Also send Matt Baker to all nine Supreme Court justices. 32 governors have vetoed power over gerrymandered just maps. All 37 state legislators that draw the maps. So you definitely have, of course, you're probably not going to worry about Wyoming. <laughs> that's no, impossible that's, to gerrymander. Yeah. But you have one yeah, district. Yeah. The, it, yeah. the yeah, 32 it, and the 37 a, are contingent on the, uh, this, this, the, uh, just, uh, just the states where there are either, where state legislators have control of at least congressional districts. Uh, the, the 37 okay. and the 32 is where governors have veto powers. Because nice. at least for uh, uh Independent commissions, while they're not perfect, they're a complete huge step forward for the anti-dairymandering movement in every way. So we, my we only don't, disapp- you don't have to send games there. Nice. My only disappointment of this was that there was the pre-production pack, and I was just all about ready to pull the trigger on it. And I was like, I don't know. I might have some money coming in. I don't know when it's coming in. And then somebody finally bought it. And I was like, no, <laughs> I should have pulled the oh. trigger because that one, that <laughs> one looked really awesome. But so far, I mean, the Kickstarter has done really, really well. I mean, it's funded in, in six hours. Is that correct? Uh, or minimally? Yeah, they funded in the first six hours. We had all, um, amazing support from a lot of big anti-gerrymandering advocates around the country. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Lawrence Lessig, David Daly, and a lot of grassroots movements around the country were really supportive of the campaign. That, that That's really awesome. And I was pushing it to my friends. I'm like, you have to see this game. It looks awesome. You know, I don't know how many other of my friends, but I've, I've told them that when, when I went to play another game, I was like, look, this game looks awesome. We are going to play it when I get it. And so we've already, you guys have already hit the higher quality wood, um, fancier proclamation paper, the wooden meeples, which is the one I was excited about. Um, and then if you just get about 4,000 more from what it looks like, uh, the plastic bags that hold the pieces will be velvet bags. Do you have any other plans for any other milestones or thresholds in your uh, on the Kickstarter? Um, we're definitely considering it, but nothing's set in stone right now. Um, okay. We're still trying. We're still waiting to hear from our manufacturer. Okay, that's fair enough. So I'd love to have broken the news like, oh, here's a new one. But you know, I would love to break it anyways. But if you could, you could always come back on the show, and that'd be great. Um, so what? You know, what started, I mean, playing games is definitely one thing. And I tried to create a, some sort of card game back in the day, and it was very difficult, and it never got off the ground. Um, so just talk a little bit about just the challenges in in just making games in general, um, your family's history in game making, and, like, how you got, for example, Steve Jackson to to, to like, look at it, play it, and just give you such a such a good feedback on it. I mean, Steve Jackson, who, I, I mean, I play Munchkin. I love Munchkin. Um, and I just, uh, he played it and endorsed it. It just sounds awesome to me that people who play Catan, you know, actually some people have said it's even better than Catan. Um, and Catan's a great game as well. Um, so so just go a little, a little bit about, you know, your family's history and making games and um, the steps you had to take to kind of make this one be as successful as it is because I would say it's already successful because it funded and it's funding really well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So of course, so my family and I, we've always loved playing board games and what would usually, let me just paint the picture. We'd usually we'd buy a board game, we'd play it and then we decide it was a good game. We'd like it. And then we'd take the components from that game and create our own game with it. And that's how kind of everything worked. Um, we have a hard time finding pieces for the original game because they're scattered all over the place in a bunch of random prototypes. <laughs> nice. Um, but then my brother, when he was 11 years old, I uh, created his, I uh, created a board game um, called pathway spelled with a Z. Mm-hmm. He was 11, which is why it was spelled with a Z. Um, <laughs> and so we kind of, we, and we part of, he partnered with the publisher in a crazy story. And like seven years later, it was finally published. Nice. Um, and I wasn't, I wouldn't, I wasn't really, I was, we, we've kind of labeled me the chief guinea pig on that project. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I would, he would play test with the game with me all the time. He would t- play test any new major rule changes and all that stuff. 
Um, and then, so that's kind of that's that's kind of our only history, really board game creating. So right. we partnered with a local publisher on the Map Maker, and we are using that same publisher. Uh, we uh, that my brother used for uh, like a previous game. Um, however, really, yeah, creating this game, however, was so last summer. Uh, my brother had the first inkling of the idea. He kind of thought, is there a good gerrymandering game out there? And because gerrymandering has all the right mechanics of a board game, there's scheming, strategizing, um, there's everything you could really want in a game. And so we, and he called us up and all excited. He's like, is there a gerrymandering yet that we might want to create one? And so he, we did the research and there's been stuff created, but not really anything major. And it was all really far. Like it was like not, nothing recent. And most of it was like online computer games. So like, let's not create, that's why I don't create our own. So for the past year, we've gone through 100-plus playtesters. We've tried out multiple different iterations. We've had prototypes that use Cosmic Encounter, Othello, Ticket to Ride, um, Settlers of Catan. And we kind of, we've arrived at this version that we like, and we also say that's a very good game. Um, but that's also very well mimics gerrymandering. Right. And I watched the playthrough of the game, and if you want to see how the game plays, you can go onto the Kickstarter, um, which if it's not linked to on my Twitter account or Facebook page, it will be. Um, but it is, I've linked to the Facebook and Twitter accounts of the MacMaker game, so you can just make two hops if you want to go that route currently. Um, so you can see how it's played, and it looks, I mean, you guys obviously have played it uh, a good bit. So you, you kind of, I saw the moving happening very fast. Um, you know, so maybe it is faster on a two player game than it is on a, on a much more player game. And in reality, we, we typically only have two player games of gerrymandering going on in those state houses. Um, but you have made it so that you can incorporate up to four um, in, in that whole um whatchamacallit, in, 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 on the map, you know, trying to influence each other and trying to win all of those votes. So um, one of the things that I was looking at when looking at the game, though, was um, one of the things that come, comes up in gerrymandering um, is who gets counted when you are considering who, you know, drawing up a district. Do, do voters count? Do... Um, do citizens count? Do, do non-citizens, you know, that sort of thing. Have you, cons- when you designed the game, was, was any of that involved? Like trying to figure out, okay, does this, does this game kind of mimic, are the people in there kind of mimicking that? Or are you just kind of assuming that all of the people there are voters? Um, so we kind of, with us, my, my family and I, we've always kind of strived for simplicity in games. Okay. So with us with us at least our game we tried to make it as simple as possible as playable as possible hence the 8 plus so almost most people can play it I was very happy um, about that by the way I'm looking forward to playing it with my son <laughs> No yeah we we we've, we've played it with several 8 year olds and they're all they're all actually really good at it Nice because uh, all you really need to do is to be able to add um, Right but with us, we really just wanted to draw attention more to the power of politicians and how much power they have and how they're really able to manipulate district borders and uh, district boundaries to themselves and their parties like just need. Um, so right. that's, that's that we're trying we're mainly we're not really we're mainly drawing attention to that part of gerrymandering, the part of okay. coming from the politician side and how as I said this already, but how voters should be choosing their politicians, politicians should not be choosing their voters. And especially in this right. case, you get some really crazy counties that like you don't, uh, crazy districts that you don't expect to happen. And at the same time, every single, uh, and it's just, so it's just kind of, we're really drawing attention to that part of it. Are you concerned that someone would play the game and be like, wow, gerrymandering is cool. I want to be a politician and start gerrymandering and for real. <laughs> I don't think that would happen to, I, we, we I hope not either, but yeah, this is a very, yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen. It probably won't. Yeah. There's a lot more to gerrymandering than just cracking and packing. Um, I, I know. I'm just, I'm just being silly. So yeah, no, 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 um, of course, of course. And now, now uh, one of the things that I did when I was looking at this game, and I definitely want to play the game by the rules of the game, but 
Like I, I like I may like consider like making a two play like like looking at your game, doing it with two players, but randomly throwing in like a, a, like some minor third faction ones as non-voters so that they count towards the overall requirements of filling up a city, but they don't count as voting. So, and I, th- I think that might make an interesting house rule, but I may, uh, I may, uh, I may do that and uh, um, report back to you guys and see how it turns out or whatever. And, you know, maybe that's a possible thing that you could do on a, on an expansion, or maybe you'd be like, no, we're not interested. And that's cool too. But um, you know, Hey, you know, it, it's, I think, that the game ultimately is going to cause a lot of people to think, and, and you've already got me thinking already. And if it makes lots of other people think as well, I think that's going to be a, an awesome thing. So um, do you want to go ahead and um, just again, share a little bit about how people can see you on social media and contribute uh, and get involved in um, buying the, the gerrymandering, the map maker game and, you know, so to trying to help make it even better than it already is, you know, because it helps fulfill those final uh, dollars that are needed to help make the uh, final, I guess, th- threshold or tier uh, fill out. So just go ahead and, and let the listeners know what they, uh, how, to, how to best support the Kickstarter campaign that I think is awesome. Uh, okay, of course. And I just want to say that house rule sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, by the way. Thank um, you very much. So with Matt make, uh, you can find us at Matt Maker, uh, Twitter, uh, Matt Maker, our Twitter is called Twitter at, uh, it's at Matt Maker Game. You can, okay. our, uh, you can also find us on Facebook at, uh, Matt Maker Game also. And finally, you can find our Kickstarter page if you just search Matt Maker the Gerrymandering Game Kickstarter, um, it should come up. So those okay, are and two, I'm also, those are, go ahead. Yeah. So those are our two main social media outlets. Um, and that's also been our Kickstarter page. And after the show, I'm also going to go ahead and make sure to, to, to link to all of those things on my, on my liberal Dan Facebook page, on my Twitter face, Twitter, Twitter page as well, Twitter account. And to make sure that there's people just pointing at these things uh, at, at all of these different places on social media and on the internet, just to know that how to, get involved with supporting this game and making sure that not only more gamers and more people know about what gerrymandering is and how it works and to kind of push our politicians in the right direction to start making districts more fair. Um, and to why Matt, you know, gerrymandering is, is pretty much unfair to voters who happen to be the minority in that state, whether or not that minority is Republican or Democrat or libertarian or what have you. So again, thank you so much for being on the show. I would love to have you back afterwards just to see how, how things went and uh, you know, to talk about it some more, it'd be, you know, you're always welcome to call in with any other update you might have. I'm typically going to be on Wednesdays at 8 PM central. So again, thank you so much um, for calling in and good luck with the rest of the campaign. Thank you so much for having me. It is my pleasure. Uh, you have a great night. Okay. Thank have you so much. Night. You too. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and take my last commercial break. Uh, if you want to call in the show, it's area code 914-205-5772. That's area code 914-205-5772. And this is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. 
BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. Are you someone who is looking to get into the ride-sharing business, be it for a side hustle or a full-time gig? Are you currently a rideshare driver wondering how to increase your earnings? Are you simply a new rider looking for first-time rider credits? Head on over to RideshareDan.com for those first-time rider credits, sign-up bonuses for new drivers, and my tips and tricks to help you make more money in the gig economy. Mapmaker, mapmaker, make me a map. Make it unfair, make sure it lasts. Mapmaker, mapmaker, draw up those lines to make me a winning map. Mapmaker, mapmaker, I'll bring the votes. You make them count, then we can gloat. Make me a map so our party can be the strongest in history. For Democrats, make the map blue, Republicans. Make them as red libertarians. Make it a race, not another last place. Mapmaker, mapmaker, make me a map. Make it unfair, make sure it lasts. Mapmaker, mapmaker, draw up those lines to make me a winning map. I mean, I did tell them how great that song was. Uh, that song is again available on their Kickstarter page as well, so you can listen to it there. Um, I do think it was a very clever show. I, I forgot to tell him that when I was out at lunch the other day and I told them that I was going to have the map maker people on the show, that uh, the person immediately started going, map maker, map maker, make me a map. And I was like, funny you should say that because that's actually their theme song. So it's great that, you know, that was that, that they, great that they came up with it. It was funny that she thought of it. Um, I think, you know, again, this is both of the things, the people that are on the show today, they're doing good things, be it through the charity work, through helping students and veterans get more access to music to be able to help with that, to just making a simple game. As he said, he's tried to make it a simple file. Sometimes the, even the simplest rules game can be very strategic. So, you know, just trying to educate people on a very important political issue and managing to do so in a very non-political way. And I think that's great. I, I think that, that, they should, that the map maker folks should really be applauded. I think Peter Stevens, Music for More, Music for Vets should also be applauded as well. Um, again, if you want to Learn more about the guests that were on my show today. Music for More is at music4more.org, uh, at music4more on Facebook and Twitter, um, at Music for Vets, I believe, as well, on Facebook and Twitter. Also, if you want to find out more about the Kickstarter game, the Kickstarter for the Mapmaker, the gerrymandering game, you can also go to again, my Facebook page and Twitter account, which we'll link to that. It's also Mapmaker the Game on Twitter and on Facebook as well. So this is a very fun show. I had a very good time. You know, next week we'll get back to talking about the nasty polit political stuff and maybe debates from the right and the left. And I'm more than welcome people to call in from both sides to debate the show. But this is just one example of a show that, you know, doesn't always have to be, you know, either vitriol or anger. It's just highlighting people doing good things. And I also want to use this show to do that as well. So, that is the end of this week's episode of Liberal Day and Radio. Tune in next week, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central uh, on blogtalkradio.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Liberal Day and Radio and Facebook.com slash Liberal Dan. Until next week, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Day and Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.